From the Truman State University Index, my name is Ryan Pavoni, and this is Dry Ink. Today, we have a special report from Index News Editor Rachel Becker, in which she sits down with a key source in her latest story on the You Belong Here campaign in Kirksville. This campaign comes in response to racist posters found posted. It's Thursday, November 19th. conversation with senior art and psychology student Chatenay Ellison about her first reactions regarding the posters and her capstone relating to them. Ellison first went into detail about how she found the posters and her gut reaction towards them. Yeah, so it was like two weeks ago, I would say, and um, I was going to go like uh, paint in OP, and then they were like on the side of the like the sidewalk in the grass. Excuse me. And then, yeah, I read them, and I was kind of, like, in disbelief of, like, of them. Because, like, they basically was, like, the most blatant display of racism I've ever, like, encountered in person. And so it was, like, pretty shocking to see, you know. And then I started to think a little bit more about, like, who I am and what I want to do, you know. And so I was like, no, I'm not going to allow this to, like be a negative thing to my community because I started to think about how that well I started to see people's reactions to it like to me and like they were like what like you know upset and so I was like "Mm, I don't want to like contribute to making other people upset and then I was like I have like a certain amount of power right now like as an artist as like a visual artist so I decided to take them you know and use them after finding the signs, Ellison decided to incorporate them into her senior capstone. Yeah, so I'll give you a little sneak peek. It's not done. <laughs> These are the signs that I tore up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I have a self-portrait, and especially that's just like me meditating. And then I have these signs that says, uh, I'm just going to say it explicitly. <laughs> um, it says, our lives matter, uh, go home, and I like, I tore it up because that's how I felt. <laughs> I want it, I don't want them to exist, but I can't destroy them because they were made from an idea that someone holds in their brain. Um, and it's like a expression of that, you know? And so, but my expression of reaction to it immediately was to like punch it. So I did. <laughs> um, I also outlined the letters in red, like blood red, so that, you know, you could read it. You know, I didn't want to tear, I wanted to tear it up, but I didn't want people to get distracted by the tears and not read it and not be able to read it. So I outlined it with red, like kind of to symbolize like, you know, like the trauma and the blood of like my ancestors and stuff like that were shed. And then, so yeah, I plan on like having my hair kind of like intertwined into the sign. But the piece overall, like I have two more panels that go along with this and it hits on like multiple different like facets of our experience and how we need to heal from those experiences. 
Having lived in Kirksville for the last four years, Ellison explained what her experiences with racism have been. Like, throughout those years, I've personally seen, like, a whole bunch of race, like, blatantly racist things. But they're, like, subliminal racist things, you know, that, like, I only understand because I know the context, you know. Um, Such as, like, there's, like, this truck that is, like, wrapped in, like, confederate flag stuff you know and like i know what confederate flag like what that means to me and my people um so to me that is really racist you know however i have to step back and realize that some people don't really know what the confederate flag means so they wave it around because the environment does it's like it can be like pride to them for i don't know what i don't know ellison then explained why she chose not to provide a statement to the police well because i know the history of the police department and i also know where i am right I'm in Kirksville, Missouri. (laughs) I don't know who is in the police department, right? So I don't feel like I can really trust them, you know, with like knowing who I am, where I live, like how involved I am in this, what I plan to do to help because unfortunately that could end my life. You know, and that's like kind of the reality of it. Like, and it also could not, you know, like it's kind of an anxiety of like what has happened to my people in the past, what's happening right now. It's very unsure and I never want to be unsure about my safety. So I didn't want to be involved in like in in the investigation because like people could like target me for real like and want to like get rid of me you know and I don't want that and I don't really have much protection here either and I know that I can't really look towards police for protection so yeah so I just have a lot of context about the town so I don't really trust the police (laughs) like I don't they haven't done anything to to make me believe otherwise, but the history of police and the history of the town makes me believe that I'm not safe with the police. Finally, Allison explained her final emotions about the signs. Um, I would burn it, but I need it to like help. <laughs> you know, like I can't, I can't destroy them because I think. I think that they're useful to helping other people, you know, but I want to like deep inside, like I want to destroy it because I don't want it to exist. I don't like it's hatred, you know, like I would love for hatred to not happen, but it does. So we can't like be so angry and try to like destroy something. We have to like, tune it and like tune we have to tune ourselves enough in order to like effectively fight 
something like this because it's going to exist no matter how angry you are at it. So we cannot give it the power to make us so angry. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems right now. People are very angry and are lashing out and are justifying that because of the fact that it's bad, a bad thing happening to us. But that's totally not the right way to like handle those emotions because it's destructive and it's gonna destroy our society as it like exists. So, I mean, I think to a certain extent it's, it's okay. Like you need to break things down in order to rebuild, right? It's, it's how you break it down though. Like I did, I did tear up the signs, but I didn't destroy them, you know? Here's what else you need to know. COVID-19 cases in Adair County have surged in recent weeks, while Truman State University's numbers have remained steady. As of November 17th, Adair County has had 168 active cases and a total of 1,013 cases to date. The university had 31 active cases with a total of 248 cases to date. Adair County and the entire state of Missouri are in the red zone, according to the White House Coronavirus Task Force report from November 11th. Truman's student government has been lobbying local leaders to enact a countywide mask mandate, but has not received the support necessary to get the measure passed. After meeting with the Kirksville City Council and Adair County Health Board, student government members were faced with opposition by some government officials. Now, student government has shifted its focus to improving COVID-19 precautions in local bars and restaurants. University Counseling Services has been struggling with staffing as demand for UCS services remains steady. This has caused many students to be put on wait lists for multiple weeks. Two counselors at UCS resigned over the summer, and the secretary at UCS retired after 28 years with Truman. While UCS has found a new secretary, the counseling positions remain vacant. For these stories and more, check out tmn.truman.edu. There, you can also sign up for the Index newsletter that comes out every Thursday morning. You should also follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Truman Index. See you next week. Music